Can a marriage be resurrected? If you're listening to this podcast, you may very well be in a marriage that you feel like has just died at some point, but you're living in the grave clothes still. You might still be living together, but there's no life in the living. Can it be resurrected? I say with 100% of my heart, yes, but I want to talk about the pathway of what that looks like. When I say a resurrected marriage, I'm talking about a marriage that goes from being seemingly dead to completely alive. And, and I think a marriage feeling dead is, is quite a common thing. We see pictures on social media of people doing amazing things together, taking great trips together, posing for great pictures together. But honestly, probably at least half of the people that you see that are married are living more so in a dead marriage. They may not be getting divorced legally before a judge, but in terms of life, the marriage may have been divorced for a long time from the life and purpose of it. So many people understand the feeling of having a marriage that's dead. It seems that there's nothing powerful enough in it to overcome the things that have stolen the life from it. It feels like it feels like we're trapped. It it feels like is this just going to feel like this the rest of my life? Is this is this marriage going to hurt the rest of my life? People can wonder how it's going to impact the kids. We might think, do I just live like a zombie in this relationship for the rest of my life and just kind of stay numb and, and try not to think about how draining it is to me and just kind of avoid it even though I have it? But what do you do with the part inside of you that that wants to experience great love? Do you just do you just forget that that's ever a thing and just realize that life is not going to be a life that has great love? Do I just live with the emptiness of this part of my heart? The pain of a dead marriage it's quite debilitating. The, the greatest frustration that I feel and see in people happens when we, when we look for the wrong solution. We're looking for the right solution, but we end up with wrong solutions. For instance, focusing on the marriage problems, whether it's it shows up in the money or sex or the past, infidelity, lust, pornography, these problems can seem to be the problem and focusing on them seems to be the right answer. Imagine two people, draw a picture in your mind of two people and in between them, just make a list of the problems they have between them. And it seems like, you know, if we just get rid of these problems, then we'll be happy together. Instinctually, that does make sense. And if we go to get help, usually people will help us talk about those problems. But those conversations are just usually awkward 
conversations that don't bring actual change. I'll explain why in a few minutes. So the wrong solutions usually involve, let's talk about the problems or let's talk about the past. It feels like we need to unravel the past. People will help us unravel the past. It seems that if I can undo the past, then my marriage will change. That maybe seems right. But how far do we need, how far do we need to unravel? Do I do we just unravel what's happened between us the last 8, 10 years? Do I just unravel what's happened in me the last 8, 10 years? Do I need to unravel everything that's happened in me my whole life? What all things need to be unraveled? Do we unravel everything in every component of our relationship? But when do we ever have proof that the past is unraveled? The past is like this invisible force. And it can feel like it's this it's this force shield between us that until the past is dealt with, the two of us can never have the future we were made for. But think about that. If two people believe that for us to have the future we want to have, we have to go back and unravel the past, how do we possibly unravel the past? How do we know it's unraveled enough? There will never be proof enough to make us think the past is unraveled. And so we can spend a lifetime unraveling our past. If a marriage is dead, I would say that trying to change our problems or trying to change our past is like fighting over the casket you lay in. Trying to fix our marriage by arguing over the the money and who said what and who said this and who lied and who did that. It's like arguing over the grave clothes that we wear. So what's the solution? I want to say this boldly. Marriages don't change. I'll say it again. Marriages don't change, but people do. And when people change, then the marriage changes. When people change, then the marriage changes. Let me give you another metaphor. I had you draw in your mind a picture of two people, and in between them is a list of all these problems that happen. And those problems can just keep piling up day after day, month after month, year after year. There's so many. And the thought, and it seems like as those problems mound up, it feels like there are very thick walls, very thick brick walls between us. How will we, how will we ever have intimacy again? How will we ever be connected again in a powerful way? It can almost feel like we we live 10,000 miles apart, even if we're in the same home. But I want you to see something. Those two picture, the picture with the two people. Now, I want you to imagine each person is living in a prison cell. 
The problem is the prison cell is imaginary. We don't see it. If we understood that we were living in a prison cell, we would realize that far, a far greater problem than sex and money and the past, whatever, the far greater problem is living in a prison. That prison that's imaginary represents how we think, how we think about ourselves, how we think about others, how we think about marriage, how we think about our spouse, how we think about our past, how we think about our problems. How we think is what creates the imaginary prison bars. And the imaginary prison bars are the worst things of all. If I lived in a physical prison, I would at least understand what they are. But when I live in an imaginary prison, I don't see how the ways that I think is holding me back in my life. I can't see how the ways that I think is what's causing my spouse to behave the way they do. It doesn't mean that one person is at fault for why the spouse does what they do. But the reality is, if I am living in a prison, I'm going to act and think like a prisoner. And it's probably not going to be helpful to other people in my life. And let me note this. Marriage is the relationship that is close enough to reveal our junk Oftentimes, we become offended at the junk that's exposed and we blame our spouse or blame our marriage. But the reality is the junk is there. It's probably in me and it's probably impacting me in many relationships, impacting my work, impacting my kids. And the marriage is the only relationship close enough to see it and expose it. And this is good news, because if it doesn't get exposed, I will never have the revelation of how my thinking is holding me back in several areas of my life. So imagine that picture of these two people, and in between them is a mound of problems, brick walls of problems. But the actual problem is how he thinks and how she thinks and it's created the imaginary prison so this is good news because people can change how they think you can't change how someone else thinks you can change how you think and then any relationship when you change how you think it can change how the other person acts. When you change how you think, it can change how the other person acts. Let me give one example of this. I use a parent-child relationship. Let's say that a parent is trying to teach a five or six-year-old how to catch a ball. If the parent, for whatever reason, because of their own insecurities, really needs their kid to catch the ball, And the parent yells to the kid, 
Johnny, catch the ball. Don't miss it. You can't miss the ball. You have to catch it. Don't miss it, Johnny. Don't miss it, Johnny. Imagine the pressure that little Johnny will feel. And it's going to cause him to miss it. The pressure that he will have. Actually, it'll get to the point. Johnny won't even want to play. And the problem will not be his ability to catch. The problem will be how his parent is acting, is causing him to not be able to catch and causing him to not want to play. If the parent changes how they think, they will become the person that Johnny wants to play catch with. They'll become the person that actually helps Johnny learn how to catch. The same dynamic happens in our marriage. So here's what we do with people. The program we developed called the Purpose Mastermind. We don't talk about your problems. We don't talk about your past. We talk about your purpose, what you were made to be on planet Earth. And we, we guide you to, to live out the thinking that causes fruitfulness and effectiveness in all the areas of your life. So this process guides people through eight simple, I would even say fun conversations, interesting conversations, not awkward and weird, fun and interesting conversations. Each conversation calls people to take simple action steps and the result is powerful change. So when people go through this process, what they find is they can stop being afraid of their past. They can stop living their life as if the past is living underneath their bed and it's going to jump out at some point and get them. People can realize that the problem that was showing up in their marriage was actually showing up in many areas of their life with their kids, with occupation. And what happens is when you, when you think differently, there is positive change in every area of your life. And this is great news because chances are, as we find with most people, they don't really have marriage problems. They just have problems that get exposed in the marriage. And the problems are rooted in how we think. So if we just go to how we think and change how we think, then the problems tend to work themselves out because we think differently. We think differently. It causes us to act differently. We act differently and think differently. The people around us change because we change. And the best news of all, we can start living our best bold life. We can live the life we were made to live. So our marriage, problems in marriage can seem like the biggest threat of our life. Can I tell you this boldly? Problems in marriage are the biggest opportunity of your life. Because problems in marriage are simply exposing things in us as individuals that is holding us back in several areas of our life. But marriage is the only relationship that is close enough to expose it. So the key is with the marriage problems, we can't go to the wrong solutions. 
which is let's go talk about our problems. Let's go talk about our past. We need to, we need to change how we think. Changing how we think will change the actions and the results. If you want help from us, you can go to our website, markdelaney.com, or you can text this number, 918-401-9608. I'll say that number again. Because if you feel like your marriage is dead, it doesn't have to stay that way. Don't keep going through the motions. You don't have to do that. Your marriage can have life again. And when when that changes, your whole life will change with it. Once again, my number, 918-401-9608. My friend, like anything else in your life, your marriage can be resurrected. Thanks for listening. This is the Purpose Mastermind Podcast. Until next time, go live your best bold life.